Well, hi, and welcome to the Big Blue Brothers podcast, a group of brothers talking about the University of Kentucky and their sports. Stephen already looks very excited with this thing here. I'm Andrew, uh, one of the brothers here in Salt Lake City. Stephen is joining me in Shelby County, Kentucky. Stephen, how are you? Great. Wonderful. Uh, David, how are you there in California? Fantastic. Is California still on fire? Um, part of it, but not this part. So that's, that's all right. Very good. Steven, any fires near you in good old Kentucky? Mm, not yet. Same. That's, yeah. I was going to say there wouldn't be, but uh, I guess there could be in, in the city. But anyways, we'll move on from that. Uh, so I'm excited for us to be doing this again. Uh, I was telling somebody the other day that I like to do podcasts and that the Big Blue Brothers was one that we had tried to start about sports but we started it last year and then COVID happened and that kind of sucked. Uh, so we didn't even get through all of basketball season or whatever. Um, but let's go ahead and just talk about what's life been like for you in the interim since the last time that we have done this podcast, what's, what's been going on, David? Uh, in March. So before I, all of the crap happened. Yeah. So like what, two or three games before the drop off of COVID I left for, um, BMT, joined the Air Force, so that was fun. Uh, and then it was like the perfect year for us to not have March Madness because I would have missed. Because you anyway. didn't get a watch. I wow, went. David, how I went. I went to the the BX, which is like the little like Walmart on post, and talked to a person who wasn't in BMT anymore. Like they were in tech school, which you're not supposed to do. And I said, Hey, I need you to like get on your phone and tell me all the teams just start like top left, go down and then do top right and go down. And I wrote them all down in order. And then I made my own bracket. Use like a ruler, make sure I had straight lines and everything in the back of my BMT book. And then like a week later, I was like, Hey, can you guys go to this service thing and uh, figure out like who won the games? And they're like, yeah, sure. So they went and they came back and they were like, we don't know. We don't know who won. So for like, there three, are no weeks, games. For, like three weeks, I just thought they were stupid and didn't know like, how sports worked and how to like figure out what the games like happen and stuff. And then we got the news that, that they canceled March Madness. So, yeah. but the but, good thing is now that you're done with all of the basic training and stuff, even though you didn't get to see March Madness because no one did last year, uh, is that you'll be around for most, if not all, of the podcasts this year and bring your expertise correct. of Kentucky sports, right? Correct. Expertise. Yes. Uh, Steven, what's life been like for you since March when we were no longer doing this podcast? Just a lot busier, a lot more overtime out there, and not a whole lot to do except for go to work, come home, sleep, and eat. So that's true. Pretty much it. Yeah, nothing changing. Yeah, I. Uh, the end of the year, last year we did a lot of online teaching, and that was not the greatest. But I already had experience with Zoom since we use it for this uh, podcast, so that was somewhat helpful. And hopefully, we don't have to go back to doing online stuff. Uh, but we'll see. Um, you guys been keeping up with any of the pro sports? We had no sports for a long time. And then all of a sudden we had a bunch back all at the same time. I've been having fun watching some of the Kentucky players kill it. Um, Bam and Don't Hero. Don't uh, Well, you know, that's the <laughs> bad thing too. Our audience previous to this was mom and then maybe like my <laughs> wife sometimes. And then now we've got to build an audience because uh, mom is, is boycotting the uh, all sports. I think that was part of the agenda anyway, was to was to build an audience, not just stick with one person. So I was doing it just for mom. I don't know what you're oh, talking okay. about. Never mind. I mean, then why are we doing it all now? I don't know. Anyways, 
keeping up with the NBA, NFL, that kind of stuff? Yeah, I am. I'm watching sports no matter what. So I was very happy to see sports back on the TV. So that was very interesting. It's been a lot of fun. The NBA has been some good games. Apparently you don't watch any good games, Andrew, just the bad ones. So I tried. Yeah, I, I told Stephen, David, I told Stephen the other day that I had tried to watch in the first couple of weeks of the playoffs three different games, and the first two were blowouts. And apparently every other game has been fantastic. And then the third one I tried to watch is the one where all of the NBA players walked out in protest and decided that they weren't playing that one. <laughs> Stephen, told to me, <laughs> Stephen told me I wasn't allowed to watch NBA anymore, but I watched last <laughs> night. I watched the Heat uh, when they got beat by the Celtics. I thought they were going to come back and maybe do something, but that was fun. It was cool seeing – David, I know, I think you claim to be a Steelers fan, right? Yes, sir. I saw the Steelers play whenever they played last. Uh, and Today. Uh, okay. Well, okay. Before today, then. Last week, then. <laughs> Um, in the first I, game of the year? Wow. Whatever, man. I watched them play, and it was cool to see Benny have so much success. Uh, he had, like, over 100 yards, and that was his uh, career high in, I guess, that first game. Um, but cool to see UK guys killing it in pro sports as well. Yeah. And Bud. Bud did well, too. Yeah. But yeah, I was, I was like excited to see Benny do so well. But I have no means to watch those sports right now, so I'm just kind of floating, checking, checking the stats. So... You should probably get on that. I, I am. <laughs> Be like me and just mooch off, mooch off of Steven. And then, uh, Good idea. And then, he has the same access you do. Oh, well, <laughs> don't be stupid. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, can, I can only watch – I need to get a new antenna because I don't have cable and it's just like the local channels or whatever for the NFL. I can watch Fox. NBC won't pick up. CBS does sometimes. So, But I kind of live in a bunker because it's like a split level and I'm down in the ground a little bit. But anywho. You're not in the ground. You're on the ground. Well, like, ha- like I'm looking out my window right now, and where I'm sitting, my head is just barely above where the ground is. Like it's like it's a split level. So I'm a little. I don't know. It j- I just need a better antenna. I need to also not be a loser, as well as David not being a loser. True story. Uh, True so story. yeah, that is the goal. Um, so pro sports are great, but we've got college coming back, and that's the point of the Big Blue Brothers is to talk about University of Kentucky football and basketball. Um, on a scale of one to ten, Stephen, how excited are you for this college football season, uh, and, and what gets you most pumped about it? Uh, definitely a ten. Um, I think it's just because missing out on March Madness, and then kind of watching some football games already. Just. Uh, I mean, we were supposed to play the first of this month. So I do love college football. I think Kentucky has a chance to be really, really good. Uh, sucks that it's not going to be a normal season. But at the same time, we're getting 10 SEC games. So the schedule is probably better. It's tougher. Mm. But uh, it's going to be a little different. I was planning on trying to make some away games this year. Not going to happen, looks like. Nope. So we'll see what happens. David, scale of 1 to 10. Uh, 10. Uh, I'm definitely excited for the season. Uh, it was expected that I wasn't going to be able to watch the rest of the basketball season last year anyway, so it didn't really matter that much. But um, the whole not being able to go to games, wasn't going to be able to do that anyway. <laughs> so it <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm really excited to, to see us play against more uh, developed teams. And, like, no a, good, a good no number, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's gonna it's gonna suck when, from my perspective, our our wins to losses are gonna be a lot different this year than the previous few years. But that's all right. 
yeah. will show that we're not just some random low-level football team. Well, you guys are weak with your uh, excitement. I'm at an 11, uh, so you guys need to get to my level for this. Uh, but I'm excited because in like the last week, it's not that cool right now, but it got to where it actually felt like fall for like a day and a half here. And so that just feels like football weather. So that was pretty exciting for me. But I think it'll be great. Right here, it's been like 69, 70 and the low in the 47, 48. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I like how when you said like your whole joke about how I'm at 11, you were holding back a smile. Like you were so mm -hmm. clever. You're like, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm at an 11, guys. Hey, I tell my students all the time, part of the prerequisite of being a teacher is to tell crappy jokes, and that's my crappy you joke. You that down to a seat. So I am a pro, guys. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, you are. Um, what do we think about this SEC uh, season? Uh, since it is just going to be those 10 games just playing SEC teams, um, obviously you don't get the cupcakes. It stinks that we're not going to be able to play Louisville. Um, David, I know you kind of already said that, you know, it'll be a, a struggle for us because it's going to be more – you know, heavy competition, but are you excited? Do you feel frustrated about uh, the year that we just have to, like, we have a great team, like Stephen was saying, and then we're playing all these SEC teams. Does that, like, are you happy about that? Not as happy about it? I feel like at the end of the year, we're just going to be kind of, like, neutral. We're going to lose the games, probably, that we think we're going to lose and win the games we think we're going to win. And we're just going to be like, yeah, like, the year would have been, like, super awesome if we'd have won, like, one more game and it would have super stunk if we'd have lost one more game. So what do you think like, it what do you think it takes for you to think that we had a successful season? If we've got 10 games, they're all SEC games, what number of wins would you be satisfied with? Satisfied with? I'd be satisfied with like honestly, 6. We've got some pretty tough games. I'd be I'd be happy if we get like 7, 8. So if we go 5 and 5, it's a a disappointment for you for this year? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Steven, what about you? What do you think about playing all SEC games? And what's the kind of lowest number of wins that you would be thinking that we had a successful season? I mean, I still feel pretty good about the season. Um, obviously, you basically took away four wins because Louisville and, well, the four crappy teams we play, including Louisville, you take them away. Uh, we added Alabama, which, let's be honest, is going to be a loss. But you also had Mississippi, which is probably going to be a win. So you yep. swapped out a 4-0 for a 1-1. One one. Um, just look at the schedule. I mean, just, just looking at that, you got Auburn on the road, which obviously will be tough. But if you can somehow get through that one, I don't think we're scared of Mississippi or Mississippi State. I know Tennessee is always beating us, but they're not that – they're not like they're that much better than us. You'll probably lose at Georgia. We should beat Missouri, Vandy. You lose at Bama. Then you got at Florida and home for South Carolina to finish. I mean, you look at that, the five unranked teams we should handle, South Carolina, Vandy, Missouri, and the two Mississippis. So that's five wins. Just get one quote-unquote upset, Auburn, Tennessee, Florida, or get lucky and hit Georgia or something, and maybe you got a shot at it. Yeah, I, I think I, I would, would much be – rather take an LSU than Alabama, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I would be disappointed if we had four wins. I I wouldn't be like super happy with five, but I'd be fine with it. I think it'd be fine. And Stephen, I know you just kind of walk. Depends on our losses. Yeah, yeah, and how how competitive we are in the games uh, is mm -hmm. is something that I think is a big deal too. Stephen, I know you just kind of walk through the the schedule, but let's go ahead and do that together. We can save, or we'll we'll talk about the Auburn one here in a minute. 
Uh, but we'll go through. I'll mention a team. You tell me win or loss. Keep track of how many wins you think we get through the season. So, for me, Auburn, I think we start out with a win. Win. Uh, loss. Okay. Uh, Ole Miss, I think a win. 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 Mississippi State, I think a win. 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 Uh, Tennessee, I think a win. 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 Georgia, I think we lose. 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 Uh, Missouri, I think we've got that one. Yep, win. Okay. Uh, Vandy, I sure hope so. <laughs> win. I guess. Okay. Bama, no. Loss. Loss for sure. Uh, Florida, I think it's at Florida. I guess it's different. We'll talk about this in a minute, but not having the, the fans and stuff. But I think we dropped that one. They'll have fans, by the way. But it's a win. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a win. Uh, and then South Carolina, I think we win that one. Win. Win. So with I mine, you, to me, I think I think I have a two losses, two loss teams, eight and two. But I think to me, you get one of, you get two of the three between Tennessee, Georgia, and Florida. I think they gets two of them. I said Tennessee and Florida, but I think you get two. If I had my preference, it'd be Tennessee and Florida. I yeah, lose a Georgia. Sure. That's fine. I'd take the other two. <laughs> yeah. So I think my final was like seven and three. David, what what was your expectation for the year? Seven and three. Mine's pretty close to Stevens, except I don't think that we're gonna really have a chance to beat Georgia. I think we'll be one and one against Tennessee and Florida. Yeah. I think the Auburn game though is huge for us starting out the year. I mean, if as long as we don't get crushed it's whatever because we'll just keep moving and it's going to be a weird year but if we could start out with that win and then those next couple of games we have you know those Mississippi schools aren't going to be great this year hopefully uh and then Tennessee I don't think we get crushed in any game this year yeah not even playing I don't even think Bama I don't even think Bama I don't think that's gonna, I don't think I think Kentucky has a talent now where we might not be able to beat with Bama's and the Georgia's but we can play with them I mean you look at Georgia last year even though it was in the rain we played a wide receiver, and what was the final score? 20 – what was it? I'm not sure, but something oh, close. We played them close. 21 nothing. Quarter. Yeah. yeah, it was 21 nothing at halftime. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you got a team where they had everybody in the rain. We had a wide receiver. We couldn't throw, and we still hung with them. I think we've we've got the best O-line in the, con- in the country probably, or at least top five. You've got a top five defensive backfield. Um, you got a good solid running backs. So the wide receivers and tight ends are always going to be the issue in the quarterback. But I mean, what they say, we got some stacked quarterbacks. So Terry Wilson, they say all the time, Terry Wilson's 12 and three. So dude's got a record. There you go. So, <laughs> and Steven, you were just kind of talking about how, yeah, Florida will have fans. It just won't be as many as they normally would. I think, isn't it across the board kind of in the SEC about 20% is what? That's what we're doing right now. But I mean, later in the year, hopefully it'll be more. Yeah, and we don't play Florida until November 28th. So, yeah, I would say by then you're probably getting closer to 50, 75% capacities. That's a good point. I even hadn't even thought about Especially that. Especially in a state like Florida where there are, they've already been more open than other. I mean, I guess it's a conference rule, but yeah. still. So, how much of a difference, and maybe even just with the – because I've watched some of the college games in these first couple of weeks. I watched uh, Louisville get beat by Miami last night or whenever it was. That's fun. The kicker they had, I don't know if you guys watched any of that game, but the Miami kicker had like a 56-yard field goal, and he lined up, put it straight through the middle, and had like 10 yards easy on the other mm-hmm. side that it, like, that dude can kick. Anyways. I need to borrow him. Yeah. What, what <laughs> do you guys think uh, is going to be the atmosphere? Because even watching some of the NFL games, I started watching, I watched the Chiefs game, like the one that kicked off the whole season in the first week. 
And it seemed almost like somewhat of a normal football game because there were enough fans in there where you could still hear the sound. But then some of the others had hardly any fans. Obviously, a bunch of college programs will have fans there. But do you think that home field advantage is going to to mean something this year, Stephen? No. Um, I think when you have – it's kind of been shown in the NBA, I think even a little bit in the NFL, with no fans or limited fans, you see younger players – not getting as rattled. I mean, there is a difference when you're walking into Alabama and there's 100,000 people there, Tennessee yep. or Florida. So, I mean, I think those places will have a – you go to Vandy, I mean, it don't matter anyways, but you go to those bigger <laughs> schools, it's going to be – it's going to make a difference. So, yeah, I don't think home field – as long as they have 20% fans, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah. Would you um, – David, would you go to a game if it was – like there's one level of it, it's not going to make a difference. But is is it more fun to be at a game if it's, like, not even that pumped and excited and stuff? Or would you rather just watch at home? Yeah, I think, like, I think the atmosphere is going to be pretty similar to, like, before. Just because people are going to be so excited to go to games, even if it's 20% capacity, they're just going to be – they're just going to be excited to be there that, like, sports are back and that they're able to go. So, like, I think it'd be just as fun of his environment. And I don't like people. So, I mean, the fewer people still have the excitement, I mean, that sounds great to me. Steven, you're the one of the three of us that would actually have a chance to go to a game because even if I wanted to go to, like, University of Utah or something, I guess I think BYU is playing, but Utah is in the Pac-12, and they're just not doing anything. Um, so seeing that you, like, actually among all of us would have the most legitimate chance of going to the game, would you um, want to go to one of those games if it's just 20% fans and stuff, or would you rather watch it at home? Um, I think for the most part, I'd probably watch it from home. Um, actually, a buddy of mine and I, we split season tickets for the first time this year. And, of course, the Hobbit bad luck continues. <laughs> the first year we get tickets, there's COVID. So, basically, the money we've already put in towards our season tickets can either be used on tickets for this year or passed over the following year. So, I think I'm just going to tell them to pass over. I got to talk to them Tuesday, I think. But I would go to a – I would love to get tickets to the Alabama game or even to the Auburn game. Mm-hmm. I'd be more willing to go to a road game. If it was up to me, I would go to the uh, Auburn game, the Alabama game, and the Florida game. And I believe we're at Tennessee this year. Yes. And yeah, so I would go to that game. So if it was up to me, I would go to those four games and then just take up the rest. But they're raising the ticket prices. So yeah. Do you, and you might not know this, do you know if with the tickets they're doing like, uh, like, can you – are there going to be any visiting fans that are in mm-hmm. the games and stuff? There are, because I'm, I'm sure there are. I mean, when I was um, – there was Miami fans at the game for Louisville, so, I mean, I'm assuming – and somebody called that uh, KSR that day complaining about how they were selling tickets to Georgia fans for the Georgia mm-hmm. game already. So, I'm sure it's probably going to be one of those – They supposedly what they're doing is they're giving all season ticket holders, which is 30000 36000 First dips on all the tickets. Whatever's left over after that will go to general admission, and then that's when anybody can buy them. Kentucky fans, Georgia fans, Florida, whoever. So. Gotcha. So you would have a chance to do tickets this year if you wanted to, but instead you think you're just going to push it to the the following yeah. year? Okay. I mean, our home games this year aren't the greatest. You get Georgia and then crappy teams, so I'm not. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm not here. Yeah, so now that we're getting closer to them playing again, this Saturday we're playing Auburn. Uh, what do you guys want to see from Kentucky this year? What are you so what What are you the most excited about? What do you uh, think is really gonna 
uh, be a great thing for us, David. I'm excited to see Terry. Uh, I know that's kind of like the go-to because he's like the proclaimed player, but since he got injured last year and stuff and just everything that's been going on, I just, I want to see him do really well and not get injured because I think, I think we have a really great season if he stays healthy. If he doesn't stay healthy, I think we still have like a good season, but I don't, I don't think we win more than maybe six games if he gets injured. I mean, I think it's closer to like five or four. So, Steven? Um, I'm just excited to see the offense. I think going from – it was cool to see Lynn Bowden do what he did, but it kind of – it's not fun just to watch a one-dimensional offense. So, it would be nice to see him spread the ball around, see the guys get out in space, make some plays, just kind of open things up a little more. And we have the defense, obviously, to hold teams down. I mean, this numbers last year were probably a little bit skewed because we took so long around the ball. But yeah, I think if they can incorporate some of that – run game in with some passing we should be pretty good yeah it'll be cool to actually like hear the names of receivers this year as you're watching the game <laughs> or whatever else because they're not just blocking I keep hearing a ton about our offensive line is just supposed to be like the best and so to see how well that holds up protecting um, our quarterback and how well that holds up with the, the running game I think will be really cool and Stephen like you mentioned earlier apparently we just have a crap ton of quarterbacks that are supposed to be pretty good that are going to be playing for us mm -hmm. this year so yeah terry and excited to see him come back um you know but uh bo allen and uh sawyer smith and joey gatewood and whoever else you know that are on the team sawyer smith's gonna see the field this year yeah probably not but those other guys bo allen and joey gatewood uh being guys that you know might see a little bit of playing time hopefully terry doesn't get hurt but with his you know uh, playing style might have to take a few uh, plays off here and there, things like that. Uh, but it'll be good to to see them come back uh, and see what we can do with this game coming up. Uh, so let's get on to Auburn. Talk about Auburn. So we've got uh, again this game coming up this weekend, September twenty sixth. It'll be at noon Eastern, which David, that means for you, it's at nine o'clock in the morning. So I hope you're uh, you're ready for. Man, I don't care. Being I'm excited. <laughs> partying for that nine o'clock kickoff it'll be a great time um you know obviously Auburn is a, a team that isn't up there with the level of uh, in Alabama um necessarily in the past few years but is a uh, a team that's well known for being good at football last year they were nine and four five and three overall in the SEC um Several things that we could talk about here, but since we were just talking about quarterbacks, I want to ask you guys about the rumored gentleman's agreement whenever it comes to uh, UK and, and Auburn, how our quarterback transfer, Joey Gatewood, from um, Auburn, uh, supposedly there was some sort of a gentleman's agreement that Auburn helped us out as long as we didn't play Gatewood against them uh, in a football game. Um, do you believe it? What do you think about it? Is it stupid? Is it fine? Uh, Steven, what are your thoughts? I would say it's probably true just because the <clears throat> so much of it being leaked out and nobody's saying anything, yes or no, one way or the other. But if I was Kentucky, I'd walk in the game and whoever my best quarterback was, I'd play him. And if my he got hurt and whoever my second best is, I'd play, whether it's Gatewood or Bo Allen or whatever else. And if I had a special package for Gatewood where I think he's going to play all year, I'd throw him in. I mean – it is what it is. One, I don't think a school should be able to make a gentleman's agreement with somebody just to get it, get eligible. So, hey, you didn't want him or you didn't want to start him, so he let, decided to leave. Let the kid play. Do you think that screws you up with future transfers in the coming years, though, with other SEC no, teams? Because, no, because starting next year, 
you're allowed to have a one-time transfer and there's no – you're immediately eligible. So this is the last year this will be a problem. So whatever, take it. Yeah. David, what, I mean – Yeah, I agree. David, your thoughts? So the rumor is that it's an agreement between the two schools? Yes. Okay. Then, yeah, I'd, I'd plan if, if that was in our best interest. One, because, I mean, you just play whoever's best. But two, I mean, in the future, you'll show other – future players for Kentucky that we value like the player and them getting playing time and all of that above like stuff with other schools. Yeah. I think that, I think that shows more like respect to the players than anything. Yeah. I understand. Like Steven was saying how, you know, he thinks it's probably true just because no one's come out and denied it from either side, but I don't understand why like UK wouldn't have gone public or something with it earlier. I mean, maybe to, I don't know, not to just stick it to Auburn, but to me, how could public opinion not be on your side whenever you've got this team that's saying we're not going to, especially a powerhouse like Auburn, like they're punching down. If if they're saying that they're not going to let him play for us, you know, it, it seems like it would have made sense if Kentucky would have just said, well, this is what Auburn's doing and it's stupid. But I guess, Stephen, like you were saying, it doesn't matter because, okay, maybe hurt their feelings this year, but next year, you know, it, it's it's not going to do anything because that transfer rule will be different anyway. Right. Yeah, but them coming out, like, not coming out and saying anything about it makes me think that, like, they plan on honoring their agreement because if they plan on not – like, if it's real and they plan on not honoring their agreement, I would have come out and been like, yeah, this is true. You know, how awful is that, that they would try to make an agreement like that? But since they haven't done that, it makes me think that, like, they're, they're going to honor it and they're not going to play them. And hopefully it won't even matter because our number one QB is Terry Wilson and hopefully he'll, you know, not be injured or anything like that. And he'll be great. And we won't even need to go to a backup. Uh, but in future games, I would like to see Gatewood to see, you know, what he can do and uh, get him ready for, for future years there. Uh, so when we said earlier, David, you said you think we're going to lose this game against Auburn and Steven said you thought we were going to win. Yeah, but I think it's like 45% you know, or like, like 45, 55, you know, 55, we're going to lose. So why, why do you think that? What, what is it about Auburn uh, that you think is a bad matchup? What are your thoughts on Auburn? Really? I just like the thing that keeps like, they're just, they're Auburn. And that's really the only reason why. So I shouldn't think that because <laughs> we're not, we're not the Kentucky we used to be. And they're not the Auburn they used to be like, they've, they've had trouble with like, as of like Friday, they didn't even have their O-line roster set up, you know, supposedly that's what they told like the press and stuff. And they've had like all these different like issues with staying healthy and stuff. So I think we have a really good chance. I just, for some reason, it's just kind of like, I just feel like we're going to lose it. Steven, what gives you confidence that you think we're going to win this opener? <clears throat> just going to think we're, <clears throat> I think people still have the mentality of where the old UK football so. I don't think that's we are, and I think that um, a team like Auburn, they have a they run a fast-paced offense, so their defense can get ga gassed very easily. And I think if you can sustain a run game, which we have the offensive line to do, I think you can play with them. Uh, they have a run, a young quarterback, and their offense is very streaky. It's, it can be very hot or it can be very cold, and when it's cold, that's your chance to pounce on them. And I think our defense is good enough not to give up a lot of points. Yeah. Listening to some of the Auburn people talk about their team, they seem to be worried about their – David, like you were saying, their offensive line um, don't really have it settled yet because it was gutted from last year. They lost a bunch of people. 
um, and have a bunch of young guys that are going to be on the line. And more than that, their leading rusher from last year, Whitlow, transferred to Western Illinois. I don't know the whole story behind that, but he's not there. So they've got a true freshman that's going to be running for him. Now, yeah, he's a four-star running back. Um, that's one of the best in the nation from last year coming out of high school. But not having in this year being a true freshman anything, I feel like it, I feel like is more of a disadvantage uh, than it would have been in any other years because they didn't have all of the the training camps that they would normally have. Yeah, and I think – oh, never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, think, I think Whitlow just transferred like a month ago or something. So, yeah. like, they really haven't, especially with all the sicknesses and all, like, them putting off um, some of their practices and stuff that they really haven't given um, the new – the new guy like a chance to to really train with the team as much i think too i mean i know it's the first game of the year and they're all going to be hyped to play but you got to look at uh kentucky plays auburn and then they come back and play mississippi auburn plays us and then plays at georgia so um you know it's yeah sure it's the first game of the year but you don't think some of their players are looking towards the following game Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know they had Georgia next. That would definitely be a, a trap game. I know it's harder maybe for the first game of the year to be a trap game if you haven't played in so long, but I think that definitely uh, is part of it there. Um, something else I thought interesting about Auburn, uh, apparently they only have four – to one of their um, uh, podcasts I was listening to with local Auburn guys, they only have four scholarship defensive tackles, uh, and their defensive line is something that's a little bit uh, weaker than it has been in years past. There's a guy – it wasn't going to get a lot of playing time, but Miller uh, was a defensive lineman for them, and he opted out for the season uh, because of the coronavirus, although it was probably off-the-field stuff instead. Um, but I think we've got a good chance at it. Um, let's do scores for Auburn, and we'll wrap up talking there. Steven, what do you think ends up being the final score, Kentucky playing at Auburn this Saturday? 27-24. David, what about you? 28-24. Uh, I will say 24-21 is what I think the game will be. Let's see who's right. I guess we'll come <laughs> back to it uh, uh, next week. Any other thoughts on football before we talk about basketball briefly and then get out of here? No. Nope. good. Um, so, obviously, basketball is a little bit further away, uh, and the whole situation there might just be different because it's an indoor sport instead of doing outdoor and stuff. But they've talked a lot about doing uh, bubbles for – different um groups of teams not just in yeah not just in conferences but also for non-conference and stuff like that i think is it true the, the acc the other day said that they were just going to do or they were thinking about doing just conference games i'm thinking about it but there's no way no way they're not gonna they're not gonna stay out of the uh champions classic yeah um, so we would definitely have, right, the Champions Classic. But I think in recent days they were saying instead of us doing like it would be the original plan where we just play one team instead of like. The last I heard it was go down and make it a bubble and they play all three. Okay, because if that, if that would happen, I think that would be awesome. I like the idea, too, that had been floating around, not that anybody had said that this was going to happen, but of doing like a, a Kentucky bubble or having Kentucky and Louisville uh, join up. But I think – Yeah, um, that's not going to happen because Kentucky's signing all their crappy teams that are going to play. They're going to go ahead and play them anyways, which yeah. is dumb. Yeah, I saw um, – is it – because one of the teams is Brad Calipari's team, right, mm -hmm. that's, that's going to come down and play. And so that's why it was important to Cal to, I guess, get mm -hmm. his son doing whatever. Um, so would you – I know now it's – probably not an option for doing the, the Kentucky thing. But what, what do you guys think would be the best 
option in a weird year like this? Do something like the ACC has at least talked about, just doing conference games or uh, doing, you know, Champions Classic round robin, doing, uh, you know, a Kentucky bubble type thing or doing what we're probably going to do with the teams that we were planning on playing anyway, just bring them down for a bubble and they all play each other. I'd like to see them do the Champions Classic, play everybody. And then I would like to do not even just a Kentucky bowl, but like a region bubble, bring in, um, you know, I mean, Louisville probably wouldn't want to come, but mm -hmm. get games where you're playing. You can play Louisville. You play Eastern, Western. Uh, go get Cincinnati. Go get West Virginia. Sure, throw in a Bellarmine, somebody like that, and just play a bunch of games and split them up. Everybody plays at Louisville or at UK, and you just play these games around here. Maybe even a couple games are at Cincinnati. Just kind of play some regional teams and get some excitement where people can kind of just see what's going on and be talking to other people because playing Hartford in Detroit, who cares? We're going to blow them out and it doesn't do us any good. So I'd rather just play good teams. You better knock on wood, man. Evansville last year. I don't know about all that. That's a once in a lifetime. David, what about you? What would you have preferred given your um, rathers? Pretty much anything but what we're doing now. Um, I like, I like the local idea. I think it'd be really cool to kind of, kind of bring some like people who aren't as interested in, uh, Kentucky sports around, um, or play just all the best teams, just pick out, you know, like big champions, classic bubble type thing and pick out, you know, some of the best teams, uh, in the country and play them. But yeah, just not what we're doing now, but that's all right because we'll win and then we'll move on to the tournament and we'll dominate there and, uh, bring home a trophy so I guess it's all right yeah I think that was and something that was mentioned a little bit earlier that they're not going to do but would have been kind of cool if you could have done something like I don't know 30 teams or something that are like supposed to be some of the top teams in the country they would do their own thing then maybe the next 30 and so on that obviously won't happen but that would have been kind of a, a cool thing I think it'll be weird too not just for for basketball if they're doing these bubbles but also for uh football this year since the Big Ten is saying now they're going to play um, with the the rankings throughout the year but more importantly I guess for for basketball is how do you um, seed a tournament Stephen do you see it being that much different if if they're just playing the bubbles and stuff and then still able to do their their conferences uh, to be able to seed an NCAA tournament this March no no but I also think this is where you're going to see things like um, like a Champions Classic, for example, Kentucky and Duke. If they do a three-way where they play everybody, Kentucky, Duke, uh, Michigan State, and who's the other one? Uh, Kansas. Yeah, Kansas. Um, so you got four different conferences, and I think it's going to be when Kentucky and Duke play, the winner of that, their conference probably gets a boost over the other one. And then when Kentucky they play um, Michigan State, they probably if they win or that gets a boost. So it kind of be. You know, if Kentucky were to go there and go 3-0, and then anytime the SEC plays, the SEC is going to get a better boost of, well, that team played close with Kentucky, and Kentucky beat these other three, so they're probably a little better. So I think some of those early games will be a little more important than people think. But after that, it's just going to be a – it'll just be a crapshoot. Yeah. David and you'll get in based on your name, and that's a Yeah. Yeah, pretty much same thoughts, uh, except when it gets closer, it'll be more like – you know, well, you're Kentucky, so you're, you know, you're going to make it. Even if we don't do as well as maybe we should this year or whatever, you know, I think that toward the end of the season or, you know, regular season play, that they'll start bumping up people based on their name instead of instead of based on who they play just because it's such a weird year. Yeah. 
Uh, last thought before we're out of here. Have you guys heard anything else on Olivier Saar or what do you think that he'll end up getting eligible? I don't see why he doesn't. I feel like they've waited so long. It can only be bad news, though. Well, let's hope. I think it's a like takes us up to a different level um, if we're able to get him because uh, that, that, I think that would be a, a weakness of our team this year uh, if we didn't have uh, Saar. But we shall see, I suppose. And I think that's about all the time we got. Steven, David, thank you guys for joining, and we'll do this again next week. Been a blast. Good. For, those, for those of you listening, thanks so much for listening to the Big Blue Brothers podcast. We'll do these every Sunday, uh, so be looking for them on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you can find podcasts. And until next time, we'll see you.